Hello, it's episode 6 of How Not To Date at 28. We made it guys, it's 2021, we're here in another lockdown. Yeah, what fun, what fun, like what a good time we're having already. Um, Yeah, one week in to January and here we are. I'm not even going to do the highlights of my last week or what I've been up to because quite frankly I've been doing nothing like the rest of you. So I've got nothing to fill you in on at all. Apart from, I mean, not to boast or anything, but I did go to Wix earlier to buy some screws and a very creepy man crossed the road to come over and tell me that I looked very nice today, which is a lie. And also to tell me that he liked my curves. So that was really sweet really appreciated that and I think now that kind of counts as kind of like kind of sexual harassment really isn't it but do you know what I'll take it flirt with me it's lockdown no one else is so I love that thank you so much and I sort of did a similar thing the other day I mean not similar I wasn't a creep I didn't go that far but I was a (laughs) I was a weirdo basically I was I was walking to the post office and you know those uh you know those people who are always out like trying to get you to sign up to different charities and things I'm walking along and there's one of those people in their like bright blue coat or whatever it is and I see him like you know when you can always just like sense they're already like staring you down eyeing up their prey and I see this guy and he's actually really fit so I was like go on go on look at me I dare you Obviously, I know he just wants me to sign up to the charity. He doesn't want my number. He doesn't want to flirt with me. But not had any male attention in so long. I was like, yes. Yes, I will stop and talk to you. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take anything. So I honestly just stop and chat to this guy who does his full sales pitch. And I'm just like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm not joking. I've signed up for £10 a month for UNICEF which actually is really nice what a nice thing to do I'm paying for I don't know I actually wasn't listening to what you said (laughs) something to do with starving children so I feel like I'm doing a good deed just because I wanted to talk to the hot guy which I'm completely the wrong intentions there I wish I could say guys you all need to sign up to pay for the starving children because that's such a lovely thing to do and I would recommend it I'm I haven't even cancelled it you know normally you'll see someone you're like yeah yeah I'll sign up and then you never do or they make you sign up there and then you cancel it later UNICEF even called me afterwards to get feedback on the person who I spoke to and also to check that all my details were correct and I was like yeah I didn't even cancel it I didn't cancel it I'm paying 10 pounds a month thrilled absolutely thrilled what has become of me honestly I'm such a loser I like flirting in the street is yes it's the one so yeah so that's been the highlights of my life um flirting on the streets yeah unwanted flirting on the streets might I add but this time of year reminds me of when I did my ski season and I know what you're thinking this basic bitch has done a gap year but no I didn't do a gap year it was um 
more like a quarter life crisis, shall we say. I was 24 and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing with my life. It was when I was an unemployed actress. I just quit dog walking, I think. Oh, maybe I was 25. No, 24. Yeah, I just quit dog walking. Or maybe I was dog walking in the I was dog walking in the day and then I was working at the physio clinic in the evening as a receptionist. So I was doing a couple of things and not really enjoying myself. And it's about five days before Christmas. And I'm at the physio, really bored out my mind. So I'm like, I'm gonna look on on the internet, I'm gonna look online for like a job somewhere hot abroad. How hard could it be? So I look on Gumtree of all places. I just look at like I don't know, jobs abroad, and a position comes up in verbier. Verbier, darlings, verbier, verbs, as we call it. So I see this job, and my sister did a ski season there as well, many years before, which didn't go too well. She went out there with her boyfriend, and they broke up. So it tainted memories, and I never actually got to go. So I was a bit like, oh, mixed, mixed opinions in our family about verbier. So I'm just going to say that differently every time, just FYI. Um, so, so yeah, it, was, it sounded familiar. It sounded like somewhere which had the potential to be good, but I wasn't really sure, but I didn't want to be picky. So I, I wrote out a CV whilst at work on the work computer and uh, I sent it that evening. I just sent it off with a little covering email. I was like, yes, please, I'd like to work for you. And it was um, it was just for this couple or for a family. And they were looking for kind of like a private chef, which I'm not a private chef. Uh, but they just wanted someone who could cook. And I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm all right. I like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an average cook. Like I can cook stuff without burning it, you know? So yeah, they wanted someone to cook, someone to kind of drive them back and forth from the airport because they're kind of going between Verbier and other places that they live. And yeah, they wanted someone to drive, cook and have a fabulous time I was like yes I can do those things so I apply kind of thinking nothing of it but also what have I got to lose send my CV and this letter they get back to me within a couple of hours and ask if I can come for an interview the next day so I go obviously and then they offer me the job I think that was then three days before Christmas I went back to Devon for Christmas got my ski stuff from my parents house and I hadn't been skiing in seven years at this point because I've been obviously a poor, struggling, unemployed actress. So hadn't been skiing in ages. Couldn't even remember if I could ski. But off I went with, yeah, five days notice. Off I went for six months and had the absolute time of my life. So if you're listening to this and you're considering doing some sort of massive change in your life that involves the ski season, do it. Do it. It's so fun. Even at 24, where everyone else I thought was going to be like 18 and on their gap yard, but they weren't. Or maybe Verbier is like an older place to do it anyway. But a lot of people were like 21 or 22. And then you've got those people who are like the hardcore seasoners and they're on like their 10th season. They're a bit older. They know everyone. And yeah, there's a lot of those. So yeah, it's a real mix. So I massively recommend it. And before I went, I remember so clearly at the physio clinic saying to the girls there who were a bit older than me, they'd met their husbands doing ski seasons. So they were adamant I was going to meet my husband doing my ski season. And uh, spoiler alert, I did not meet my husband doing a ski season, (laughs) obviously, because here we are doing a podcast about how single I am. But a lot of people do meet their other halves doing a ski season. And I'm not surprised. 
Now, obviously, I went out there on my own with a couple of days' notice. I did not know a single soul in Verbier before I went. And I went a couple of days before New Year. So it had the potential to be a really tragic New Year. And it did, really. I had to babysit for the kids in the family I worked for. So do you know what? I honestly lucked out with this job so much. So obviously I had to um, cook and clean and drive. But that was it. I didn't really have to look after the kids. Or that was the that was the plan. Didn't have to look after the kids that much. They had a nanny. So she did that. But when she had days off, I'd look after the kids. Um... So yeah, so it was like such a dream job. And then I'd babysit sometimes as well. So I was more than happy to babysit on New Year because I had no friends. There were no friends (laughs) to hang out with. So yeah, so I just watched the the fireworks from their balcony and it was was epic. So yeah, had a lovely time uh, when I first got there, but was an absolute loner. So there'd be like times where I'd go to just to the supermarket and if I even sensed that someone was speaking English or something I'd be like hi do you want to be my friend or like, I was such a weirdo everyone must have been like who is this new girl like what's going on because a lot of seasonaires start in November so a lot of people already knew each other and I was like the new kid at school turning up a month late everyone always already knows each other and I'm just the weirdo that's just turned up late you know So it gets to this point where I'm like, I should really make some friends whilst I'm here. Otherwise, this is going to be the lamest ski season that anyone's ever done in the history of ski seasons. (laughs) So I make this decision to go on a night out on my own. And I'm in this bar. (laughs) I don't even know where the cool places are to go. Honestly, I had to speak to the family I work for and I was like, where's like a cool place to go? And they were desperate for me to go and make friends because um, they were worried that I'd be like quit or something. Otherwise they were like, oh, we had a girl last year who didn't really make many friends. And then she got really nervous and left or, or like just had a really bad time. And I was like, no, like absolutely not. So I go to a bar on my own this one night. It's so awkward. Like I just, I chose the quietest bar in the whole of Verbier. I don't know why. Obviously it wasn't intentional. I went there on my boss's recommendation and I'm sat there with a beer, kind of like someone's got to be friends with me at some point, but everyone's in their little groups. It's kind of like, it's kind of like being in a school canteen with no friends. And then this group of guys come in and they're kind of stood at the bar and I'm at the bar. But then... There's a girl with them and she is wasted. <laughs> and I get chatting to her and I, I just remember thinking this girl's going to absolutely hate me because I'm now talking to the group of guys she's with. And I could tell she was trying to get with one of them who was really fit. So I was like, mm, OK, need to not step on her toes, but also need to become best friends with her. So <laughs> so we get chatting and she's like, I'm going to go to the loo. Do you want to come to the loo? I was like, oh my god I'd love to go to the loo with you honestly you know those friends you make in the toilets and you think you'll never see them again because it's a toilet friend you're on a night out and you go to the toilet you don't expect to see that person again that you bond with and tell your life story to in the toilet cubicle but no we go to the toilet together we bond over being in like Wandsworth and the ship obviously And we exchange numbers and then we go to another bar afterwards. Don't remember anything after that. I got so drunk. She was really drunk. Then we go home, obviously separately. And uh, in the morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I made a friend. This is the best news ever. 
And then I have this awful feeling that she like doesn't remember meeting me because I was like, oh shit, she was really drunk and she's already got friends here. So she doesn't need me, (laughs) but I really need her. So I'm kind of like this desperate girl after a first date or something being like, hi, texting her like, do you remember meeting me? We went to the toilet together. And fortunately, she does remember. She invites me on a night out with her and her friends and everything from, because she works for a big company. So most people on a ski season work for a big company. So I get to go on a night out with all of them and I'm absolutely thrilled. So I go meet her and her pals. And I kid you not, they are all now my best friends. Like, absolute legends. I don't know how we live to tell the tale. Like, we... Most of us would finish work at about 10pm because you cook dinner and stuff for your guests or in my case for the family I worked for. Then you finish at about 10 or 11. Then you go to the pub afterwards. Then you go out until like four. And then you start work again at about seven. So we'd only ever get about two hours sleep. And I don't really remember napping during the day because we go skiing during our breaks in the day. So we were just always an absolute mess. Like I'd get tonsillitis, I'd get colds, I'd be not having a good time. (laughs) And yet we loved it. We had the best time. Um, It was so fun. And yeah, that's still my best group of mates. I realise I've not talked about dating at all yet, um, but I was just painting a picture for you. And I don't really have any like dating stories as such. You don't go on dates when you're in Verbiar, on your gap year. Um, yeah, ski season dating isn't really a thing unless you're like in a relationship or just shagging. There was one guy I dated for like the whole of the season. Oh, not the whole of the season. Or like most of the season, maybe. And I almost got him in so much trouble. So about halfway through the season, I obviously made some friends by then. Thank goodness. Who knew? So I've got this really good group of friends and I'm kind of seeing this guy and we go on this night out one evening and it gets really, really loose. And we'd met this massive group of guys who were like a bit older. They were like in their 40s and they all had wives and stuff. And they were just there on, was it a stag do? I don't know. They were there for some sort of occasion or whatever. And I swear they worked for like or like owned Walmart or something like they'd flown in on a private jet and then had a helicopter fly them up and all this crazy stuff. There was maybe eight or 10 of them and they'd rented out this insane chalet. And the guy I was seeing was the chef for their chalet. So there's this one evening we bump into the guys on the night out and they invite me and the girls to go back to their chalet for dinner to have like a dinner party. So I text the guy I'm seeing and I'm like, is that okay? Like, can we come back? Like, is that weird if you're then like cooking for all of us? And he's like, yeah, of course. Like I've made loads of food anyway. So like come back. So we were like, okay, great. And I don't think anything of it. I don't work for that same company. I just work for my individual family. So it's not an issue for me, but for the girls, they work for the same company. So going back to have dinner at the chalet for the company they work is like really frowned upon. I didn't think about it at the time. I was wasted. I was like, woo, party. So so we go back to this chalet, which is insane. I've never seen anything like it. It's so beautiful. So we go to this chalet. We have this massive dinner party, get so drunk. And like, if you stay in a chalet in one of these resorts, um, you get all your wine, booze, food, 
everything is included with the chalet price. So, yeah, we ate and drank a lot. And just, yeah, we just basically had this big dinner party. And then we all go in the hot tub. We all essentially have like a house party in this chalet. It doesn't go on till that late. It's not that wild. It's not that crazy. But the next day, the rumours start. And I kid you not, they were so bad. And everyone was like so scared for their jobs. Apart from me, because obviously I work separately. So I was like, do do do. Just, I felt awful though. Because I was like, oh my God, imagine if everyone loses their jobs because of something we've done. No one did lose their jobs. It was totally fine. But the guy I was seeing got called in for a meeting because these the rumours that came out. First of all, one of the rumours was that we had a massive food fight, which never happened. One of the rumours was that one of the girls had slept with one of the guests, which never happened. And the main one, which was the main issue, was that apparently me and this guy had had sex in the hot tub so everyone absolutely loses their shit honestly everyone got called in for meetings with their management oh man it was so bad I felt awful and I'm just there like with my family they have no idea what's going on and we're like the talk of the town oh it was so bad so I wouldn't recommend doing that it's like one of those Verbier is one of those places and I imagine a lot of ski resorts to be like this. It's like a little village. Everyone knows everyone's business and it gets to the point by the end of the season where you actually are so ready to go home. Towards the end of the season actually, my the family I was working for were leaving or the mum and the kids were leaving anyway. I think the dad had already gone. So the mum was leaving uh, with the kids and I was due to stay for a couple more weeks. And the night before she's due to go, we end up going on the biggest night out ever, ever. And we have like an hour's sleep. Honestly, it's absolute carnage. And I don't really get hangovers. Like I get a bit of a headache, but I don't really get ill. And if I get sick, I'm sick in the evening, but never the next day. So we have this huge night out. The guy, the same guy who I've been seeing stays that stays with me that night. And I wake up in the morning. Now, for a bit of context, I've rushed out for that night out from work. And before I went, I went home quickly to shower and change. And I quickly like reheated my meal from the night before. Like I had some leftovers. The leftovers were chicken risotto. And I only had this like weird little hob thing that didn't really work. So I heated it up, but obviously not properly. So I eat that really quickly, rush out, And at the time I was like, this is not hot enough to be eating reheated risotto, but the night out is calling me, so I've got to go. So I go out on this night out and uh, we have this wild one, come back, have a couple of hours sleep. And then I wake up in the morning with this guy, but I'm like, oh man, I really don't feel good. And he's there like, should we, you know, you got to go to work, but should we just, and I was like, "Mm." and then... I was suddenly overwhelmed with the feeling to um, shit myself. (laughs) So I was like, no, I really need a shower. But like literally, like, you you know, when you start sweating, you're just like, no, I've got to go shower real quick. So I quickly run to the bathroom, put the shower on, and then the inevitable happens. And then obviously I do have a shower afterwards, come out. 
And the guy is still there and he's like kind of trying it on. And I'm like, no, now's not, (laughs) it's not the time. And then I have to go again. So I'm like, can you go? And he's like, oh no, it's fine. Look, I'll walk you to work. I was like, please don't. I have to rush to the loo. Oh, he clearly hears everything. And um, that ruined that. So yeah, I mean, he didn't want to do anything after that. So that was good. (laughs) And then we go to work. I get to this family's house. And I cannot stop being sick. I start being, I honestly, I think they asked me to prep them some lunch or something for their journey. And I start prepping stuff and I just take one look at some food and I start retching. I was like, oh no, like they can't know. I've done a whole season of no hangovers. I've never overslept. I've never been in a bad state at all. And then the last day, I'm an absolute mess and I can't stop being sick and I'm supposed to drive them to the airport and I can't, I can't do it. So they have to leave. They leave me puking in their chalet and off they go. What an end to the season. Like who does that on their last day? Oh, it was just horrendous. So yeah, off they went, left them with a really good last impression. But they did ask me to come back the next year, so that was good. I obviously wasn't too terrible. (laughs) So yeah, I guess that wasn't about dating. But I also didn't meet my husband there, so that was sad. But I did date pretty much everyone in Verbier whilst I was there. So I feel like that's quite an achievement in itself. (laughs) Uh, I had a good time, and I recommend it. It's such a fun place. I think that concludes episode six. I also meant to mention last week when I said about my sister and her boyfriend getting engaged, um, that they met in Infernos. I forgot to mention that last week. That was like the key ingredient to their relationship. That's the key thing that you need to know about it. Like, if they could meet in Infernos and still get engaged and have a fabulous time, that's hope for us all. So I'll leave you on that piece of parting wisdom thank you so much for listening and don't forget to leave a rating and a review and share with your friends i'll be back again soon for episode seven look after yourselves i hope your lockdown is okay and i'll be back soon She's feeling a-